Welcome to Wednesday. It's the Puro Pelka podcast. We are, what, 26 days, 26 full days away from the midterm elections, the most important midterm elections in your lifetime, in my lifetime. And I'm feeling positive. I know there are a lot of races that are really close in the Senate, but I'm very positive that common sense and facts will drive people to make the right decision. And that is to return control to the sane people, the Republicans. And I know some of you are saying, well, they're not all sane. Yeah, they are. Compared to the Democrats, they are. We'll get into that. We have some clips. It's going to be a very interesting program today. A lot going on. Some things that are making me happy, some things that are ticking me off. And, uh, of course, it's a Wednesday, so we get Dr. Michael Roizen, who was on the road, so he's got kind of a sketchy connection. But we'll talk to Dr. Michael Roizen about some uh, health and wellness stuff. And I have to ask him something, because I was taking a nap yesterday, and uh, my, my arm fell asleep when I was napping. And I woke up, and you know how it's dangling and tingling? And I'm wondering, does that mean something terrible is going on in my health? You know, you have an arm fall asleep or a foot fall asleep. I don't know what that is. Well, we'll ask him. We will get to that, plus his uh, take on some of the newest health information and research out there. Speaking of which, the Pfizer executive who told the EU parliament that... uh, Pfizer never tested its COVID vaccine for stopping transmission. So while we were told by everybody, oh, you got to get the vaccine, it'll stop transmission. And you won't get it either. That was Bravo Sierra. That was a giant freaking lie. And we're stuck, aren't we? Or we were stuck. And on top of that, there's now a study out that shows the Moderna COVID vaccine loses its strength quickly, like within a couple of months. So who's going to pay for this? Who's going to pay for all the misinformation? I don't mean financial. Who is going to pay for this by losing control? And how are we going to make sure it never happens again? That really is the big issue. We cannot allow that to happen ever again. We cannot have that kind of a knee-jerk reaction where we all fall in line. And I'm one of the people who got the, the vaccine twice and a booster, and I'm not happy about it because I was prevented from doing things unless I got the vaccine and the booster and then had to show them my vaccine card just to get into a sporting event. It is really angering. But we have to work on making certain it never happens again. Before we get to the other news, because there's huge news today as relates to the persecution of Donald John Trump by the FBI and the Democrats and their stooges. There's huge news. We have to do the the history. Look back on this day, back in the day, on the 12th of October. In uh, 1492, Columbus actually reached the New World. I know we celebrated on Monday, but uh, this is the actual day he spotted the uh, Bahamas, I guess it was. And in addition to that story, there is a Virginia elected official who claimed that she was teaching her child about the history of Christopher Columbus. 
and a journalist, yes, somebody with a blue check mark, a journalist who's who's done some things for CBS News and other big outlets, a journalist called Child Protective Services on this elected official who actually was teaching her daughter history. These people are nuts. All right, back to history. 1609, Three Blind Mice is published in England. The song, Three Blind Mice. Three blind mice, see how they run. Yeah, without that song being published, and it it is believed to be the first published non-secular song, uh, would the Three Stooges have actually had a career? Would they have found a snappier theme song? If you're celebrating Oktoberfest, and I know a lot of my friends are, I'm not a big beer drinker. I'll drink beer a couple times a year, but just not a regular thing. Uh, the Crown Prince Louis of Bavaria launched Oktoberfest on this date in 1810. It really was just a party for his wedding. They opened up the entire city of Munich, was invited to the castle. Uh, Louis would eventually become king of Bavaria. And why not? He gave us Oktoberfest, for God's sakes. If you've ever been to New York City and you've come from New Jersey, you may have taken the Holland Tunnel into Lower Manhattan. It was on this date in 1920. Construction began on the Holland Tunnel. It only took him seven years and a month to finish it. A lot of cars go through that tunnel. It's a big, big stinking toll as well. In 1933, Alcatraz Island became a federal prison. No more. It's now a tourist attraction. I would like to see it. I've never been there. I've been to San Francisco, but you got to watch where you walk now because of the uh, needles and the poop and all that stuff. In 1960, Nikita Khrushchev was ranting and shouting at the United Nations and allegedly, while he was pounding his fist on the table, he allegedly pulled his shoe off of his foot and was smacking it on the table. There's no real video of him smacking his shoe, so we have to say allegedly. 1997, one of the weirder stories, uh, the the death of John Denver. John Denver, a very gifted musician. A lot of people thought his music was too nerdy, but he was a brilliant writer and performer. And he also had an interest in aviation. And he was flying an experimental aircraft that I believe he designed when he crashed and lost his life tragically. Also on this date in the year 2000, uh, the American Navy's USS Cole was docked in Yemen and a small boat loaded with explosives ripped a giant hole in the side of the coal, killing 17 sailors and wounding another 38. And we should never, ever, ever look the other way when someone says there's terrorism in this place. Yemen's a crap hole. And I, I know, I know. Why don't we try? And, we can't fix everything. Cannot fix everything. All right. Some of the things that we have to talk about today, we have to talk about Joe Biden's sit down with Jake Tapper. Uh, CNN got the first big sit down interview with Joe in months and months and months. It allegedly reportedly was an hour, but you're only going to get to see 15 minutes of it. Don't you want to see the rest? I do. I really would like to. We'll get you some clips from that. Uh, there's more news on John Fetterman, the guy who wants to be the senator from uh, Pennsylvania, the guy who had the stroke in May, and he's obviously still got problems. NBC's telling the truth about him. 
Uh, Joe is trying to bribe as many people as he can into voting for Democrats for the midterms. Uh, the student loan forgiveness program, which still has a whole bunch of uh, legal challenges coming down the pike. They have now simplified the form because it was just too darn hard to get all that money from the federal government. Stop it. I don't know why they're going forward with this if these legal challenges, which are really strong, are coming at them. But they're the ones who are going to say, oh, well, we have to, we have to help people pay off. And there's a great, a, a great new ad against the student loan scam. It's a fantastic new ad against the student loan scam, and we'll play that for you, too. It's a minute of genius by some folks who are saying, no, no, we don't want to do this. Uh, who's going to be the first civilian to walk in space? Think about it for a minute. Who would be the first civilian to walk in space? When I heard this question asked, I initially thought, well, it's going to be one of those billionaires who are paying for spacewalks to happen, you know, or, or launching their own rockets into space. Those billionaires like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, it's going to be one of them. No, it looks like it's going to be Tom Cruise because I'm sure the movie company said, hey, we'll give you a whole bunch of money if Tom can go up to the International Space Station on your rocket and then we'll let him walk in space. So that looks like that's probably going to happen. That's a pretty cool accomplishment. I'm not a big fan of the of the Scientology stuff, but that is a very, very cool thing. And speaking of cool things in space, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we slammed a rocket into an asteroid we were worried about. And it looks like it was not just successful. It was, in scientific terms, very, 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 very successful. So good for you, NASA. We now know we can do that. We now know we have the technology. All right, a couple of things that are bothering me today. And let's get into this before we get into the clips of Biden and Fetterman and all these other mad idiots. Um, Bill Gates just put $200 million of his own money into a project that wants to create a global digital ID for you and me. And it'll basically have all your information on it, everything about you, health records, banking records, probably your internet search activity as well. And I'm saying no, 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 no. This is a, a very fast way to eliminate sovereignty and the independent nations that are out there. I do not want to be part of a global citizen community. So no, Bill Gates. And why are you so damn interested in it? Why? Leave me alone. Leave the rest of us alone as well. And the other story that really has me angry is the story that came out yesterday about, um, about the, the ongoing, relentless persecution of Donald John Trump and the FBI's coordinated efforts to try and handcuff, bring down, just destroy Donald Trump. And it started with the, you might say, with the Steele dossier. This um, former spy, Christopher Steele, and the dossier that Fusion GPS paid for, the opposition research company paid for all this information, then was reimbursed by the Hillary Clinton campaign. 
And they were the ones saying all this Russia collusion, Russia, Russia, Russia nonsense. And we learned yesterday from witness testimony through the Durham investigation that the FBI sent agents to meet with Christopher Steele in early October of 2016. Remember that? That's that's before, just before the election in 2016. Sent agents to England to meet with Christopher Steele and offer him up to a million dollars to validate, testify that it was true, all this stuff in the dossier. Steele said he couldn't do it, which means it isn't true. It means the whole thing is Bravo Sierra. It was made up, disinformation, whatever you want to call it, intentionally misleading. So what did the FBI do a few weeks later? They filed for FISA warrants based on the Steele dossier. Why are heads not rolling at the FBI right now? Why are there people not arrested for what they did? Why is Adam Schiff not resigning? This is why we have to take back control of the House and the Senate. It cannot be any more important. It is so vital. The future of the country is really at stake. And so I hope we get it done. Can you imagine? The FBI offers a million dollars to this guy to say, can you prove all of the stuff you're saying here is true and accurate? He says, no, I can't meaning it's not true and accurate. And they still went forward with the FISA warrants weeks later. Never mind the Hunter Biden laptop, which they told everybody was disinformation. And the two agents who went to Facebook and said, oh, don't pay any attention to that, that information dump, meaning the Hunter Biden laptop. Those two agents turned out to be Democrat donors as well. Something has to be done. Something must be done. Now let's talk about the guy who's in charge. The guy at the top, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Uh, sat down with Jake Tepper, I said, an hour-long interview that ended up only yielding 15 minutes. When can we see the rest of it? I'd love to see the rest of it, but we're not going to. It's amazing we're seeing some of the things that uh, they, they have put out. I guess they needed to make sure they had a couple of screw-ups from Joey. I, I thought this was kind of funny, this moment when uh, Joe was bragging about what he's gotten done for the American people. It should have been what you've done to the American people, sir. You may not like what I got done, but the vast majority of the American people do like what I got done. And so I just, it's, it's a matter of, can you do the job? And I believe I can do the job. I've been able to do the job. I've got yeah, no. No, no, no. You can't do the job. You're not doing the job. And if you were doing the job, the economy wouldn't be in the state it is in right now. And you personally, in the massive polling that's going on right now, you would not be underwater below 50 percent in 10 critical categories. Ten. And you're under 50 percent approval rating in all of them. Joey was talking about how much legislation he's passed. When he actually dropped the notes he was carrying, he had, he had little notes so he could remember stuff since there's not going to be a teleprompter in the room. He dropped his notes 
And Jake Tapper nearly herniated himself rushing to get them and hand them back to Mr. Biden. We, we, we passed so much legislation that significantly makes a, makes a point about, you know, for example. Yeah. As his notes are handed back to him, he looks down at him. Tapper hands him notes. Uh, uh, yeah. For example. For example, Joey. For example, what? The American Rescue Plan. Yeah. The, the legislation to deal with inflation. Um, the the Inflation Act. We. Yeah, the Inflation Increasing Act. Keep calling it the Inflation Act because that's exactly what it's doing. Now, this was absolutely stunning to me. Stunning. We've been in a recession for a while. Technically, the generally accepted definition of a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. Negative. And we've been there. And we're in the middle of a third consecutive one, likely. We shall see. But Tapper asked him about America preparing for a recession, which is a, a question that gives Biden cover because we're already in one. Should the American people prepare for a recession? No. Look, they've been saying this now how every, every six months they say this. Every six months they look down the next six months and see what's going to happen. It hadn't happened yet. It hadn't. There, there has. There is no. Huh? There's no guarantee that they're going to be. I don't think there will be a recession. If it is, it'll be a very slight recession. That is, we'll move down slightly. Uh, no, no. Uh, moving down is still negative. And remember when you told us inflation was going to be transitory? It was going to be temporary. This guy is clueless. He is without a clue. And his press secretary is not much more of a help. Uh, yesterday, she also claimed that real disposable income is up and gas prices are down. We have they? seen some important progress for the American people. Yeah. A couple of things that I lay out. We, we've seen real disposable income and real consumer spending both increase in part thanks to the strength of our job market. Uh, uh, time out. No, that's not true. Inflation is higher than wage growth. So disposable income cannot be increasing when inflation is higher than wage growth. That's just a lie. But continue. Lie about gas now. Gas prices are down over $1 per gallon since their peak this summer. That's an overall decline. of. No, it's not an overall decline. It's an overall year-to-year price hike. And since the guy was elected, it's even worse than that. The amount of lying is stunning to me. It's absolutely stunning. And then Joey yesterday was speaking to people about uh, fire prevention because October is always fire prevention month. It's the time you change your batteries and your smoke detectors and all that stuff. And Biden told a story yesterday, a story that he has embellished since it happened in 2004. The story about a lightning strike during a storm in Delaware and Pennsylvania, he lives close to the border like I do, uh, that uh, apparently caused a small, a small fire in the kitchen of the Biden family home. How do we know it caused a small fire in the kitchen of the Biden family home? Because in, in, that, uh, in that era, right up on that day, there was an actual report from the firemen who responded saying it was a small fire contained within 20 minutes and only hit the kitchen. 
But now it's like it was a raging fire that almost killed everybody, including a couple of firefighters. I, uh, I, was, uh, I, I was doing Meet the Press, and uh, lightning struck in a little pond behind my house, came up through the ground into the air conditioning system, ended up generating thick black smoke, literally, literally that of those proportions. And from the basement to the third floor, the attic, everything was ruined. And the kitchen floor, we almost lost a couple firefighters, they tell me, because the kitchen floor was the burning between the beams in, in, in the house, in addition to almost collapsed into the basement. No, no, that didn't happen. Yes, there was a fire. Yes, it was contained in 20 minutes. We almost didn't lose two firefighters. The fire department would have told us that story. I shared this with my wife, and she brilliantly got to what was probably really going on. The Bidens got a complete makeover of the house based on a little fire in the kitchen. They probably committed some kind of fraud. I didn't say insurance fraud, but some kind of fraud and pushed it through. That's amazing. As I said, we are 26 days away from the midterm elections, and uh, we're looking at some critical races. It still looks like the House is headed towards the GOP control, which is great because that means Nancy Pelosi will no longer be the speaker. I'm still betting she retires and gets appointed to some kind of ambassadorship, probably Italy. That's what she wants. But what are the top issues? MSNBC said the quiet part out loud yesterday. It's amazing to me that MSNBC and CNN are actually starting to do a little bit of real journalism on the elections. And Steve Kornacki, the guy who stands in front of that big touchscreen, yesterday on MSNBC said this. When you look at our most recent NBC poll here and you ask folks, what is the single most important issue that's going to drive your vote in this year's midterm elections? A combined 34 percent cite either jobs in the economy or inflation. And you combine those two, that's the biggest single number you're going to get. And on that question, the Republicans have a nearly 30 point advantage over the Democrats. Now, that's interesting, right? 34% of the people who say their top issue is jobs and the inflation, the economy and the inflation. And the GOP has a 30-point advantage. But what are the liberals telling us is really the most important issue? They're telling us it's uh, abortion, of course. What does Karnacki have to say about that topic? 8% in our most recent poll who cite abortion as the number one issue in their midterm vote. Democrats have a comparable advantage uh, within that 8% over Democrats, but 34 versus 8. That's economy and inflation. That's where abortion is in between. Yeah. 34% say in inflation, the economy, number one, 8% say it's abortion. Boy, he's probably going to get fired for saying stuff like that. He may lose his job. You know who also is probably at risk is the NBC reporter who interviewed John Fetterman yesterday. And uh, she told some truth yesterday. She's talking about John Fetterman and what he has to do in order to have interviews that are live because he can't process Hearing things and understanding them, he has to read them. His brain hasn't rewired itself yet from the stroke, so he has to have like a a live teleprompter spewing the uh, words in front of him on a screen. 
She explains. He is still suffering from auditory processing issues, which means he has a hard time understanding what he's hearing. So NBC News agreed to close captioning during this interview. So you'll see in the clip that I'm about to play, he has a screen in front of him that is transcribing my questions as I ask them. He's reading those questions. Once he can read, he can fully understand uh, what I'm asking. And he's also still suffering from some of those uh, speech challenges. He's doing speech therapy uh, Every day. So interesting here. Now, I use uh, dictation on my phone a lot. It's not perfect. So, how do we know that the closed captioning is perfect, taking what the computer hears and transcribing it correctly for John Fetterman to read and respond to? Kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and that reporter asked him. Can voters trust that you'll be able to do the job from day one? And Lester, in small talk before the interview without captioning, it wasn't clear he was understanding our conversation. Can voters trust that you will be able to do this job on day one? Yeah, of, of course. So the reporter actually told Lester Holt, the anchor on NBC News, it wasn't clear that he was understanding our conversation. Really? And this guy is leading in the polling right now over Dr. Oz. And the only thing he's pushing in his latest campaign materials is Dr. Oz doesn't live here. Dr. Oz is a Cowboys fan. Wow, Pennsylvania. If that's how you pick your candidate, God help you. It really is a little bit troubling. Fetterman yesterday was struggling to say the word empathetic. And this is just an example of some of the processing problems he still has in his brain. Uh, and it, I always thought I was pretty empathetic, uh, uh, emphatic. Uh, I, was, I think I was very, excuse me, empathetic. He said it right first, and then for some reason his brain told him that was the wrong word. This is what happens when you have a stroke and you have to then correct your brain has to rewire itself and the brain is remarkable it can rebuild and rewire we've seen that in so many ways but is he fit for office here's a minute of john fetterman showing us he may not be the eagles are so much better than the eagles what at first i just wanted to check in and see how how you're feeling and how you're doing I'm doing fa I'm doing fantastic, and and uh, it's not about uh, kicking balls uh, in the authority or anything. And make sure you take advantage of this amazing opportunity to the only thing you have stand to lose is your record. What is wrong with demanding for an easy, safe kind of their income? We're only 30 seconds into this, 35 seconds into this, and I'm already feeling uncomfortable. I feel like this is so bad that we shouldn't play it, but yet we have to. A path to a safe place for them to win. And I can champion the union way of life in Jersey, in, excuse me, in D.C. If you come out and step with us, 
we will be able to stand with you in D.C. Yeah. It is really bad. And he is not having a debate until the 25th of October, refusing to debate Dr. Oz until the 25th of October. Early voting started already. Started the end of September in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, you have to wake up. You have to do the right thing. So disturbing. So absolutely freaking disturbing. The student loan debacle that Joe Biden, the bribe, the scheme, the scam, it, it really bothers me that Joe Biden is is probably going to get away with this, this, this awful, illegal plan. And um, I'm not the only one who thinks so. There are groups out there that are saying, no, we, we don't agree with that either. Uh, the uh, wedding. This is hold job- on here. Hold on a second here. Here's a here's a, a one minute ad that's out there. Citizen Free Press has this, and it's talking about uh, stopping the rich kid bailout because that's really who is going to benefit most from the student loan bailout. It's rich kids. Here you go. I spend more time working on these cars than with my own family. I spend my days digging holes, cutting grass, and sweating. This is job number two today. So my customers aren't the only ones drinking coffee. I'm breaking my back out here for one reason. I want to pay off some other guy's debt. Biden's plan to pay other people's college loans using my tax dollars is a great idea. Biden's right. You should take my tax dollars to pay off your debts. My family will figure out how to get by with less. What's most important is we spare college graduates from any extra stress. Want to be a struggling artist? College is on me. My kids don't need fancy things like school supplies or new shoes. I work for you, theater major. This shift is for you, business major. Go buy yourself that new car. Enjoy your free ride. College is on me. Tell Congress, stop Biden's bailout for rich kids. Brilliant. Really well done. Absolutely well done. That is from uh, American Action Network. And if you want to call and complain to your congressman, the number is 202-224-3121. 202-224-3121. Michael Pelka on the Puro Pelka Podcast. Dr. Michael Roizen with this week's Wellness Wednesday Madness next. Dr. Michael Royson is with us for our uh, weekly visit, a discussion of health and wellness, and he's the guy behind the Age Proof Life series of books and the new book, The Great Age Reboot, and he's back once again to talk about uh, what's going on in the world of health and medicine research-wise this week. And you got to talk about our app, the Reboot Your Age app, that helps you personalize your choices that are in the Great Age Reboot. It comes with, I mean, it's a companion to the Great Age Reboot book. So you can go to greatagereboot.com and download the app, Great Reboot Your Age. And it's right there in the App Store, too, and it's free, and it's real easy to use. So Well, it's free for 10 days. It's not free forever. Well, and just, you know, you're like you're like a, a drug dealer. The first one's free for 10 days, <laughs> and then we're going to hook you. <laughs> oh, but it's good, great information, and it makes it easy. Well, the difference between a drug dealer and this is 
this makes you younger as opposed to makes you older. That's true. That's very true. But it's a very simple and easy to operate apps, and I can do it too. Uh, Doc, before we dive into the research this week, I have a ridiculous question. Maybe, maybe it's something really important. You know, when people say my leg fell asleep or my arm fell asleep and you wake up and it's all tingly, uh, what is that and is it bad? Well, it's pressure on that nerve. So something's been leaning on that nerve and depriving it of oxygen. The good news is if it's tingly, it's still alive and not dead. And uh, so is it bad? Yeah, it's bad because uh, you're depriving the nerve of oxygen. Is it horrible? No, the vast majority, vast, 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 vast majority of times, it recovers and functions normally. And the tingling is a warning signal. Hey, stop leaning on me. Because I, I fell asleep. I was taking a nap for like 20 minutes, and I woke up, and my arm was like hanging and tingling. And I'm like, what did I do? So now I know. I just I slept in a funny position and cut off that nerve, and it, it's fine. It's back to normal, but it's not anything freaky-deaky that I should worry about. Nothing freaky-deaky that you should worry about. That's right. Well, I'm glad That's we... That's a new term. <laughs> NF. The NFD, not freaky deaky. NFD, not freaky deaky. <laughs> Stamp it and calm down, people. Just get on with your life. Uh, Doc, speaking of uh, new terms and stuff, uh, the numbers 988 have a really important meaning, and we should be talking about this. What do they mean? Well, when they tested, 90% of Americans didn't know there was a new three digit code for the suicide. Uh, prevention hotline and it's 988 so the key point is we want people to know the number 988 I lost help them 988 is a suicide prevention hotline goes with a drug you've got a drug problem you can call 9882 it handles those problems too so just like 911 is for emergencies uh, generic emergencies all all over. If you're if you're feeling like you're having a mental health crisis, you're feeling like you're having a drug crisis, you're feeling suicidal. You call nine eight eight and you will get help. Right, exactly. And that and since ninety percent of Americans didn't know what it stood for, I said, let's do a little. Uh, what does nine eight eight mean? Okay, well, we'll get the word out there. And now, did you know what it meant before I sent it to you in the? Uh, I did. I did. This is one of those ah, stories. Um, you're obviously one of the 10% smartest people in America. Only on this topic, Doc. I'm only in that 10% <laughs> group on, on a, a handful of golf. topics. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't have to take your mittens off to find the number of topics <laughs> and count them that I'm in the top 10% on. And this, this happens to be one. It's one that's near and dear to my heart. I do a lot of work with veterans groups. And the veterans' suicide problem is so massive in this country that we're really trying to get it under control. And 988 is one of the things we're constantly sharing with our veterans in distress. So I'm glad to see we're on, on the, uh, the right side of this and trying to push it so more people will understand it. Uh, that's a, a great mission. Uh, let's talk about 
something that really caught my eye in this week's um, in this week's research list. Um, and it's about diet and weight loss. And we talk about time-restricted eating uh, all the time, but now you're saying time-restricted eating and high-intensity exercise is really important, especially for women? Well, the two together increased the, well, it was only tested in women, so we don't know whether it's good for men and women. We assume it's probably good for men and women. But it was looked at the visceral fat. That's the fat around your belly, which causes um, inflammation and causes you to age. And when they looked at time-restricted eating, that helped a little bit. Um, when they looked at high-intensity exercise, that decreased it a little bit. The two of them together were like a multiplier. So if it decreased 4% with um, time-restricted eating over the seven weeks and 4% with um, the uh, um, high-intensity high intensity exercise or interval training, the two together was 16% decrease. Wow, that's so really, a big, big yeah, help. Really very good data um, in this group of largely women. It was women they analyzed it in because they didn't have enough men volunteers. Well, I, I hope we get more data on it, but it seems to make sense. Now, is there, um, is there a specific definition of what high-intensity exercise qual is qualified as? What, what kind um, of workout? Well, they did a specific protocol, but high-intensity exercise means if your doctor agrees, you go all out for a certain period of time. In this case, it was 20 seconds every two minutes for six minutes, so... Hmm. 20 seconds of high intensity, minute 40 of slower intensity, 20 seconds of high intensity, minute 40 lower, 20 seconds of high, minute 40 of lower. So the point is that um, uh, there are different definitions, but that's what um, one of the cases that was used. Okay. All, and in the same area of uh, weight loss and dieting, et cetera, uh, the number 14 says low fat versus a personalized diet, which is better. And is a personalized diet something, is this the one where they take your blood and they give you a diet based on what your blood says? Yeah, it didn't make a difference. Um, low fat actually was a little better numerically, statistically not different um, over this period of study than a personalized diet. So... Go low fat, that's fine, or go um, any diet. Essentially, any diet works as long as you stick to it. Yeah, and low fat is not that hard to figure out. You know, you wouldn't have to go to a clinic and give blood to get the, the low fat diet configuration. If you look at the right. ingredients well, you're taking. Well, in fact, this study was done to prove the other, and it failed to prove it. It wow. showed that uh, a generic low fat diet was just was even better. Than, uh, or at least as good as um, a uh, a low fat, as a personalized diet. Now you you had my attention really on number five on your list because I'm the guy that goes to the grocery store. Since I cook in our house, I'm the guy who does the shopping, and it's uh, it's an important experience for me. I I look forward to going to the grocery store. A lot of people are buying their food online, and the question here is. 
is it's convenient, but is it safe? What what are we getting in data on this? Well, the basic data on this is is if you and this is horrible. If you get it in packages, it's safe. If you get it in cans, it's safe. Um, sometimes the fruit is old and contains, uh, if you will, bacteria. So you got to wash everything carefully. And uh, basically, it was saying uh, most of the time it's safe, but uh, be precautious and look at the stuff carefully because uh, there are dangers of it. Um, and that the food laws differ state to state. Often uh, baked goods are not a good thing, um, if you will. Um, and, and generally, the, uh, the large online vendors and marketplaces um, have rules to ensure the safety of products they sell, but not everyone does. And so um, the point is be, be cautious. And shop with a larger vendor because you're likely to have somebody that wants you to come back as a customer. And I have a tendency to believe they're going to be a little more focused on their quality. Doc, this is one of those things that I, I wonder about. When I was a kid growing up, I didn't know anybody with a peanut allergy. You know, and we were always trading food at lunch in the cafeteria. We were always, you know, bargaining with uh, sandwiches or potato chips or whatever. But food allergies have really changed the landscape in uh, kids' lunches at schools. And I know they're absolutely, absolutely peanut Nazis now in some of these school cafeterias. How did we get to having such crazy allergies in kids? Or was it there when I was growing up, but we just weren't paying attention? We didn't know enough about the problem to not give kids peanuts, if you will, peanut butter early. And that's one and, and that's one of the the things that stops it. So in fact the, the data, you know, from these studies show that you give a little bit of a lot of different foods early, you don't develop allergies to them. We don't know exactly um, whether we miss them whether they were less frequent or whether it was the fact we took kids to zoos, we weren't as sanitary early, we fed them a little peanut butter off the mother's plate or father's plate, et cetera. And, they, and because of that little bit, they developed a uh, tolerance to um, peanut butter and peanuts. So these allergies have been around, but we were much less I think cognitive of it and much less, um, if you will, they were probably less likely because of all the, if you will, the lack of sanitation we had in the olden days. Hmm. So the allergies are real. People can get sick and die or react oh, immediately. The allergies are real and they're terrifying. Yeah. You get one of these, you know, you get one of these allergies now and the kid can die really quickly hmm. so you stop that you turn blue and uh, bango so and you can't can't ventilate them very well so the point is we got to be aware and and so having a uh, a peanut nazi if there's a peanut allergy in the classroom is a good thing okay good 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 now i i mentioned before we started that uh some of the uh 
abbreviations in the email this week confused me. So I'm just going to ask you. I don't know what this means. Greater CV and all-cause readmissions after acute MI for younger women versus men. I, I, is CV talking about uh, COVID? Is that a new abbreviation? No. no? CV is cardiovascular. Okay. And what this said is that men and women are now getting heart attacks at very close to the same rate. Used to be we only worried in men, and especially in a young person who had symptoms, you only worried in men. Well, what this study showed, this is from Ontario, about 80,000 heart attacks, and what they showed in the younger people was that women and men have severe, both have equal and severe problems, and that women um, develop different types of, in uh, a lot of it is not related to structural change, but due to spasm from emotional thought changes. Mm. And they can die just as easily. So the point is, we've got to take care of young women with just as intensive preventive episodes, statin use, blood pressure management, etc stress management as we do men. Okay. Yeah, I, I will um, I will endorse that as well. And let me guess. MI means myocardial infarction? Correct. Wow, I got one right. <laughs> I feel like I passed barely by the skin of my teeth this week. Uh, Dr. Michael Roizen is our guest. He talks health and wellness every week with us. And, Doc, you uh, mentioned last week that we should talk about head injuries. And with all the attention on concussions in the NFL, and we're seeing it now in college sports and high school sports, next week can we focus on uh, head injuries, especially in sports, and talk about what we need to do better? Um, absolutely, and I'd uh, look forward to it. 